Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm Annie and I'll be your host tonight. With me from Houston, Texas is Mr. Jeff Williams. Jeff? <laughs> Yeehaw! Uh, flash photography, I wouldn't. That uh, alters the relationship of uh, Raylo and that's, that's not good. <laughs> oh my. Raylo coming up already. <laughs> um, and joining us tonight for the first time from Sacramento, California, we have Mr. Daniel Cohen. Dan. Well, hello again. I want to say it's not the first time. I was on it as a guest back in the summer. For the first so. time as a co-host from our rotating band of merry gentlemen. I'm a, yes, I'm a merry gentleman. <laughs> for the first time in forever. <laughs> yes, for the first time in forever, there'll be Dan. There will be Dan, yes. <laughs> I'm no longer lost in the woods. Nice, welcome Thank home. God. <laughs> when I hear that song, I always accidentally say instead of um, up is down, I always say of this town. And I know it's not the right words, but it's like just always what my brain thinks it is for some reason. It's very frustrating. Especially since the lyrics are amazing in that song. The limitations of the human brain are... exist. <laughs> they do exist. Are arguably my favorite Disney song in the last like 20 years. Oh, yeah. Love it. I agree. I'm going to show yourself, gal personally it's good except adina not my fave sorry she just isn't I know dan. Is... So dan, <laughs> tell us a little bit of, of your disney background what's your what's your deal oh sure um well i was uh, born in marceline missouri in 1901 <laughs> Um, Wait a minute. I, I'm I've aged very well. Uh, my I have several brothers. Uh, I joined the French um, Foreign Legion, like the French Red Cross, in, in during World War One. And we were holding a séance before the show, and I did not think it worked. But now I'm starting to suspect that we did channel Walt Disney. It may it may have happened. Yeah. Um. Can uh, I ask you I'll, about your tiny ottoman? I have a yes. It's in my office. There's a Twitter account. It is you. Yeah. There's a what, Twitter account for it. What's your stance on chili? Chili, like uh, the country. I think that the civil unrest there is. Oh, you mean the the food item? Um, well, should be served I'm, over spaghetti. I'm from Cincinnati, so I believe it should be served over spaghetti or on a hot dog, with very finely shredded, mild cheddar cheese, mm. and it should not have beans unless you ask for them on top. That should just be a general rule in life. Nothing should have beans unless you ask for them. What What is I mild? Agree. What is mild cheddar cheese? I mean. I'm so confused. So I walk good. in and there's Colby Jack and mm. Monterey. No. Mild cheddar is like my my goat cheese, but not goat cheese as like she G means period, goat o period, a greatest period, of all time. T period. <laughs> yeah. Um, greatest. Get it? Because it degrades the cheese. I just really oh, nice. I love <laughs> I love like mild cheddar. It's my favorite. Shredded mild cheddar is delicious. I think that people in Cincinnati like really own that corner. Don't you think? Of the, mild, the mild, the mild cheddar cheese. Well, 
market. Well, apparently, since Jeff doesn't even like consume it, apparently. I go straight for the Colby Jack. I need to introduce you guys to Mr. Colby Jack and see how you think about that. Had it. (laughs) (laughs) I've had all kinds of cheese. Believe me. Believe me, I'm very experienced on cheese. Believe me when I tell you people say that I'm hearing I'm hearing people say that the cheese is good, but all I, I like did was ask for, for some of your Disney background, and mm. and now we're talking about cheese. <laughs> Sounds like a Fast Pass podcast episode. <laughs> it does. This whole thing kind of does so far, to be quite honest with you. Who are you? Um, I have been a Disney fan my whole life. I went to Disney World the first time when I was 13. Uh, it captured my imagination. Um, I love, as a theater person, I was a theater kid growing up. Uh, I really love sort of the attention to detail and the theatricality of the presentation, not just of the rides, but of the war- the lands that you go into, that everything was thought out. I just really love that. really spoke to me as like a sort of a cynical 13-year-old negative kid. Um, it kind of broke through that. Um, I've since, you know, developed a, a strong interest in Walt's history. Uh, I moved to California. I've spent a lot of time at Disneyland in the last seven years. Um, so I would still consider Walt Disney World my home park. I love it. And we have a podcast. Um, Annie and I started a podcast six years ago called the Fast Pass Podcast. The one and only. Occasionally we record still. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes we record still. <laughs> Sometimes we record and don't post it because we argue. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I was not in a good mood, okay? <laughs> it, was, it was just a bad day for all of us, I think. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's, that's all I got. Between this Thanks podcast and Fast Pass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we we, we dig into some deep stuff. I mean, <laughs> Disney oh, yeah. Disney podcast should only have so many Holocaust references. <laughs> it's true. Well, in any case, I um, just laughed at Holocaust. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God, you didn't laugh at the Holocaust. No. Well, I didn't. speaking of dictators, how about that Emperor Palpatine? Hot oh man. yeah, sheep. How about that guy? Smooth transition. So we're here tonight, gentlemen, talk about a Star War. And there's gonna be spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yar there be spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead there be if you're a Yoda. I bet a baby say it Yoda that way? would sound the same as a grown Yoda. Just about I what think he- I don't think Yoda would speak backward and in pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first one was pirate, and then the second one was Yoda. I was just trying to cover all the different languages in case our listeners are in different countries. Yoda. (laughs) Yeah, I've listened to a lot of uh, reviews. We do. uh... Of the show, of the movie, and I'll be honest with you, it's awkward when they try to do a five-minute non-spoilery review of this movie, so I I just think it's kind of good that we're just skipping that. (laughs) Well, I I also feel like anything anyone says is kind of a spoiler because it's still like their opinion gets in your head. So really when I... I tried to avoid like literally any discussion of this period going into it, which I think was the correct thing to do personally. But anyway, I haven't really, um, I haven't heard much of the, I've seen some of the reaction. Well, we shouldn't talk about the reaction. We should talk about our own reactions. F that. I'm throwing that aside. So, I love it. So let's talk a little bit before we start talking about the movie. I wanted to ask you guys about your like actual theater experience. Like in the movie theater when you went to see mm-hmm. it. Because, mm-hmm. so I went to see it opening night first i saw it at six o'clock and then i went back and saw it again at 10 because why not and the uh the first audience i okay so i was in the regal like 
IMAX kind of theater with like the huge screen and everything. But the interesting thing, and I feel like the internet would love this theater, was there were like short walls between all of the uh, the rows. So like I couldn't see anybody except the people in my row. Like, yeah. even if I tried, because it was just so wide and there were these little walls. So, like, if the people in the row in front of me were on their phone, you'd never know. You know what I mean? Right. But I, th- that's not really what I want for opening night of Star Wars. So I was a little bit bummed about it. But the guy next to me was, um, he was fine. We made friends. And and then we both kind of, like, didn't understand what happened in the end because we were too busy, like, goofing off going, like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> when they kissed at the end. <laughs> But anyway, um, he was, uh, well, because we both just started laughing about, um, I don't know, it seemed like, I don't know, we just had the giggles or something, I don't know, we kept laughing about stupid stuff, but the point is, is it was kind of strange because it was so separate, so the second time I went to see it, I was in the front row, um, which sucked, you would think in this day and age when they built a new theater, they would make it so the front row didn't suck, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like why do they even make it that way like in the old days you didn't have enough space like it was a space and design thing but nowadays i don't understand why they wouldn't build it so you're but anyway right i think that there are just some people that like to sit in the front i don't they know, like to like weird. crane you know it, it wasn't so much the craning because the seats reclined it was just that like you had to turn your head to like, like look at stuff. Yeah, like if something was happening on the right side to the left side of the screen, like you had to keep turning, like you had to, <laughs> you couldn't just, you had to focus on one thing or the other. So it was kind of annoying, but like that, that theater was kind of unresponsive. Like I didn't think they were that lively. It seemed kind of subdued. So it wasn't, it wasn't that much better without the walls. So I have a theory about that. <clears throat> sure, Dan, let's hear it. You ready for that? My theory is. I think that like the pre-buying where you have the assigned seats um, and you're not sitting in line and like revving each other up. Like I remember when uh, the Phantom Menace came out in 1999, like we got to the movie theater seven hours beforehand and sat in the theater in our seats. And like people were like passing flasks around and Um. they were doing trivia and, like, people were just, like, really getting excited. And I think that, like, you know, for this one, I showed up 20 minutes before the movie. Uh, I don't disagree with you that the, like, camaraderie element is kind of missing. But um, on the other hand, I do disagree a little bit because uh, I go to opening night movies quite a bit. And because I just like it because I like the full theater. Because, like, when I went to Force Awakens, people were, like, whooping it up man like when the millennium falcon came on screen people were like clapping there was like mm. all kinds mm-hmm. lots, lots and lots of response people laughing at jokes people like <gasps> reacting to stuff right it's, like nothing like this and like the last jedi wasn't much better but that was kind of a different kind of movie <laughs> but, do you think you know, that people like, do you think that people like uh are more subdued because like the response to the first two was so divided well, like they're almost like fearful. Simply observing. Mm-hmm. We I had an applause. It. Did you guys get an applause afterwards? We had about ten people. Well, yeah. no, that's what I was about to say. I can't possibly try to like make a comment about the state of the movies when I have been in like three theaters. It's completely dependent on the crowd that you get. Right. So, like, there's no reason to believe that every single person had a more subdued experience than in Force Awakens. Could have just been the luck of the draw. I'm just saying that's what happened to me. So, no, nobody clapped in mine, unfortunately. A little bit at the first one, but like I said, everybody was so spread out. Yeah. That, like, uh. Oh, there was only like 10. I mean, in full theater, there was only like 10 people that applauded. But I wonder if it's just. I agree. You know, I can see what Dan was saying, but. I wonder if it's it's the whole um, you know entertain me clown you know just kind of coming in there and they just want entertained they don't want to have to interact. Yeah. Well, it's a little bittersweet too being the last film versus the first film where you're just like here we go. Yeah. <laughs> the last one you're kind of like well that's it. True. It's a little like camp 
is well, over. I'm kind of a, a bad example because mm. I'm a I'm a loud theater goer. <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing out loud. My family's like, "Shut up, Dad!" <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm and <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of that guy. But um, I I I went to the same theater that we we tend to go to these these grand opening movies, mainly the Disney ones and. And so we have a, a very specific seat arrangement, very specific row we always pick. And it's like you said, it's got the little wall dividers and it's got the recliner seats and everything. And you think everything's up until now, everything's been really pristine and fun. This one, it just felt really claustrophobic. I don't know. Uh, so one of the reasons it felt claustrophobic for me, unfortunately, um, I sat on the two seater uh, love seat. I don't know what, what they call it the one i go it's an amc it's like love seats i guess with a little arm rest in the middle i don't know but uh uh the dude (laughs) it's just luck of the draw the dude next to me looked like he could play you know tackle for uh the the pittsburgh steelers because i didn't want to say cincinnati um (laughs) (laughs) but it's just this huge guy and i'm not not even just just overweight just huge he he was probably like six foot seven and he totally was like encroaching on my space <laughs> the whole time so i've got this like weird like uh, literally i was cowering over <laughs> off the side trying to give this guy his face but um but other than that it's just kind of like it said you should have just draw. snuggled up i should have <laughs> all it would have taken was one one carefully placed hand on the thigh and he would have given you all the space you wanted <laughs> <laughs> or none of the space you wanted. That's, that's true. That's a risky move. <laughs> well, what was your theater like, Dan? Subdued, I take it. You saw it opening night, correct? Saw it opening you night. Didn't right? No, second night. You saw the next. Okay, that's what I thought. I saw it opening night. Um, went with a friend, and we had the preserved seats. We sat in sort of like. Ooh, Dan f- has a friend. Listen to that, everybody. Yeah. Well. We're not friends anymore, but <laughs> you know it was it was fun while it lasted. Um, I met them on the internet, and I said, "I'm going. I have an Seeking extra ticket to this movie." First, first Why are you letting me? You're letting me go off, and then you're Sorry, embarrassing that, okay, myself that on the first fault. episode. <laughs> that um, one was my fault. I will um, take responsibility. Uh, sat in like the front row of the between the aisle and like the back. You know what I'm saying? Like when dial that you walk in like next to like mm-hmm. the, the wheelchair seats with a little wall in front of you but not no wall in front of me just the like the walkway was in front of me oh, where people okay. walk in so okay. people walk in on that level and I that's see. where i, I sat yeah. yeah so it was a good seat lots of access to like the hallway and stuff um i did not use utilize it <laughs> i didn't either there was like no point where i felt like i usually wait for a point where like i'm now is a good time to go but it never came i was just like i'm just gonna keep watching this it's fine <laughs> i did the same thing yeah. i powered through it yeah yeah i, I don't know i, I rarely do that i usually <laughs> find like a moment where it starts to get slow and i'm like now but um, yeah it never came no there was no, not I was like a lot of like cheering for it, but. well then the second time you could have um not a lot of there wasn't a lot of cheering they did clap at the end um, I was expecting them, like when that crawl started, when it's like, but like the Star Wars logo. That's usually yeah. when people start like cheering. Yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't really happen at all. Yeah. Um, I just think that people are like, it's like worn off. Like the newness has worn off. Now it's just like a thing. Like people didn't like cheer when like the Avengers started. At, at well, the, the I mean, the girl that was with like the daughter of the guy that's sitting next to me she was super excited like i said it was too it was too loud and too spread out for me to to be even sure about how people were really responding because you would have had to have been pretty loud for me to have even heard you i could hear her clapping at certain points so (laughs) stands to reason i guess that maybe other people were wasn't thunderous applause um definitely enjoyed it i mean like the, the crowd in general seemed to but you never know it's true you don't all right. Well, I, I think um, I think we all liked it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked yeah, it a lot. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Well, my like has go. not. Uh, my my like has not diminished in the week since I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I wanted to talk about like um, our favorite parts for sure. So did anybody have like a standout favorite part they wanted to talk about besides Babu Frick? Because obviously he is the standout. Babu Frick is my favorite character in the entire nine episode saga. <laughs> I may get a so Babu cute. Frick tattoo. He should be on a ride. Did you see who uh, voiced Stand- Babu Frick? No, I did not. Oh my. Who? Is it Frank Oz? I want to get the exact name down. Hold on. Uh, Pausing, pausing. Shirley Henderson, and it's probably not going to ring a bell, but is Moaning Myrtle from uh, Harry Potter. Oh, poor miserable Moaning Myrtle. She was in um, in something also, Bridget Jones, something like that. She was in that network, uh, Netflix uh, movie too, uh, where like the... I don't know, pioneer oh, people. Uh was she was she in episodes? Episodes. No, I don't think she was. That Matt LeBlanc show on Showtime. Oh, I don't know. Not the best show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's really funny. Yeah, he was great. What else was good? I liked um I like I liked Palpatine. I thought he was kinda I liked his crane. I liked his lightning hmm. storm. Palpatine's like, uh, like being Rafiki'd around. <laughs> you know, like this big crane, like kind of Rafiki's him. Right. I, I guess he'd be Simba around. Like, I thought it was a cool power move. Personally, that creep wouldn't that creep you out if like. Hell yeah! If I'm some gonna... if some like two hundred year old dude is just like being carried around by a giant robot <laughs> but he's obviously in charge um okay, there's I a long history all of this the, all the dudes were looking fine kylo <laughs> you know i'm a kylo ren girl but i gotta say i think hux was like the one in this movie <laughs> hux was at his best but really i'm not even a big finn or poe person but even both of them were looking fine in this film because all the men of Star Wars were like peaking all at once, and I enjoyed it. So that was one of my favorite parts, also. Well, Did you I have feel any favorite objectified. <laughs> well, well, if I we're mean, talking, could... um, if we're talking uh, image equality, <laughs> let's talk about Zori Bliss then. Um, mm, Carrie Russell. Got... You get yeah, you get little smoky eyes, Carrie Russell, um, in a uh, <laughs> Catwoman suit of some sort. I loved her in Poe's little like whatever. I thought it was cute. I heard yeah, I some like. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was just. It, it's just interesting. That they have her in some kind of weird tight suit, and it's obviously like really cold in this planet. That <laughs> sounds <was> funny. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen some comments about how, like, that character was created just to, like, get rid of the Finn Poe shipping. Ah, uh, gotcha. Which kind of bums me so out. why would I, it get rid of it? Well, because it's like, it was like, well, Finn is, or Poe is definitely interested in women. It's like the so implication So he can't there. be interested in men also? Hey, I'm, it's not my interpretation. It's just <laughs> what I've been, what I've right. been seeing. Right, right. Well, I want to hear your interpretation, Dan, not other people's. Is... Okay. Um, <laughs> I My favorite part was, by far my favorite part is after Ben Solo, or after Kylo Makes becomes, out with Ray. turns out to Ben. But, like, that whole sequence where he's, like, Ben and fighting, and his whole physical, like, demeanor, like, as an actor, like, you look at Adam Driver's acting in that, section of the movie is just so incredibly good because his posture is different his demeanor is different like everything is just like slightly different you can tell it's the same person but like he's carrying himself in a completely different way and it was just fascinating to watch I it's my by far my favorite part 
That's good stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I loved, um, it always stood out to me when he's like trying to get to Ray and his leg is hurt. Like he just, like, it never stood out to me that actors were like limping in an unconvincing way until I saw him do it. And I was like, oh, that's how you would really be acting. If you, he did this thing where he like stops and kind of like gathers his strength before he like tries to push himself up. I don't know. It was good stuff. He's just really good. And I love the redemption. I think it made a lot of sense. Pendemption. <laughs> Pendemption, yes. Um, I also liked the... Um, I just like when they go to the different worlds. I thought like all of the interaction with the, the Force ghosts in this one was particularly interesting. Like Force ghosts are like getting more and more like, <laughs> sen- sentient, you know? Right. <laughs> Like, are they just hanging out? Like, do they just chill and talk to Ray? Like, yeah, there's like a DVC lounge. <laughs> well, that's why I told Oh my God, can I, can I divert for a second? What I have the... to talk about the DVC lounge at Epcot. <laughs> um, my stepmother, I went to, I was just there a couple of weeks ago. My stepmother seemed very unimpressed in general with the DVC, except for the DVC lounge at Epcot. <laughs> which she literally talked about for like a day and posted about how incredible it was because <laughs> they, they gave out the... oh, small bags of Doritos and free Coca-Cola. <laughs> like that was it. I thought it was going to be because it's in the cool imagination. She didn't care about that. <laughs> just she just like, she just goes, isn't this so nice? We can go up here and there's, <laughs> places to sit and they give us free chips she posted <laughs> on facebook about it nice it oh, the, the crazy wave planet was 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 oh, crazy yeah, really. oh wow yeah i want to know more about that planet i should get the uh the visual dictionary for this feeds into I, just, I would like all of the visual dictionaries it uh it just reminded me so much of frozen 2 though it really did like the whole like theme of Finn chasing Ray while Ray follows her intuition and <laughs> is so frozen too on an Elsa. And then like when they, I had already had that thought and when they got to the waves, I was like, this is it. She's just going to start diving through the waves. Like <laughs> yeah. Elsa style. Those things were, those skimmer things were sweet though, but did they just leave them in the cave? Like, so you wouldn't get them. Back, well, how did they leave? They had to love, have left somehow, right? We got picked up by know. the ship. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, she stole Kylo's. I don't know how Kylo got off. He he, he got deserted. Force, he, force powers. Forced, yeah. <laughs> well, it's if like, we're talking, yeah, if we're talking, uh, you know, ne- negative spots. Um, the continuity was kind of weird for me because uh, earlier in the sh- in the movie, um, you know, Ray pulls out of her butt this crazy, you know, um, Palpatine level, uh, power and pulls back that transport. And, um, it's, she didn't never really showed any more of it until the very end of the movie. But I don't know. I just figured, uh, Hey, I, f- I know what I'm doing now. You know, you'd think oh, who cares about waves right now? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I think it freaked her out though. Yeah. Like her own power. I was so, see, the first time I saw it, I was so distracted with, like, trying to figure out what was going on, that that's one of the reasons that I enjoyed seeing it the second time, is I could just kind of, like, yeah, relax in my mind a little bit more, because the whole time I saw that, and then, when that first happened, I kept thinking, like, this is supposed to, like, drive her into anger, like, that. I kept thinking that, like, Palpatine was going to try to mess with her and get her angry more than he did. Right. Like, I thought that was going to be the point, was that he was going to try to be, like, making her really angry by killing everyone, but then he never really did that, so I just was, yeah, so the second time I saw it, I had that out of my mind, because it just was weird to be like, oh, Chewie was on a different one, like... Oh, okay. There's there's probably a dozen <laughs> yeah there's a dozen uh, scenes that I'm sure we could all kind of go oh man I forgot about that but the one that stands out for me is is the uh, charging scene across the the desert plain um, 
you know, and we kind of, we were spoiled by that. I, I don't know if you guys were able oh, to yeah. avoid avoid that when. Um, well, which one? When she's running at the uh, at Kylo, and he's his ship's coming at her full speed, and she turns around yeah. and starts running the opposite direction. And well, wasn't that the in the, tri- the North by Northwest scene? That was the very yeah, yeah the very first trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's a very powerful scene. Um, pretty massive. I mean, it'd have been nice to kind of go in there without having seen that. That probably would have been like that would have been an eruption moment. I think. Yeah, in, Disney in the spoiling stuff is starting to irritate me because they show Rise of the Resistance stuff. All like I have like literally had to turn my face away from the TV so many times to not see this Rise of the Resistance footage. They do the same thing with the trail. Like I don't like anything Disney is doing with trailers lately because they keep cutting them weird and not and like the Frozen Two trailers the same way. There's stuff in the trailer that's not in the movie, like lines that aren't in the movie. Yeah. What's the point? Well, I kind of like that. That part I like. They what have you off. lines that yeah. aren't in the movie? I think they should just make a trailer for a completely different movie. <laughs> I mean, like, really, what does I mean? What is the point? Like, does they really did they really need a trailer right. for this movie? Who is not? Who's going to be like, oh, Star Wars? Well, that sounds interesting. <laughs> well, they should just well then do something different, subvert what you typically do with trailers. But to make a trailer that like implies like because the. Cause the yeah, it makes things that sound important and then they just don't occur. It's just kind of strange, right? Or showing things that do occur that are important and you're like that, like exactly like you just said. I kind of wish I hadn't seen that already. Oh, don't but, don't um, get me started. I'm still upset because they didn't do the skadoosh scene from uh, Kung Fu Panda that they did in the commercial. <laughs> skadoosh, and it was like, where was it? There's no skadoosh. They did the whole movie. For the skadoosh. <laughs> you just like, is it going to be, it's got to be at the end. Nope. <laughs> Expectations dashed. I'm not yeah. going to lie. The first time I saw it, like I didn't realize that Kylo was supposed to be dead. In my defense, when I was discussing this afterwards with Celeste, I, I pointed out that similarly in real life, if someone's body dissolved, I wouldn't be sure if they were dead or what had happened exactly. So I don't think it's crazy to have been unsure. You mean dead when he like disappears? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Well, does it not seem vague? I mean, seriously, if I was sitting next to you in real life and I was like, I'm passed out and my whole body disappeared, would you be like, well, she's dead? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess. Like, what just happened? Where'd she go? I think Ray might think it was weird because I don't think she'd ever seen that happen before. I mean, I personally kind of like that it seems a little bit vague to me. Like, is he really dead or not? But he's going to be a force ghost or something. I mean, it's pretty vague. They could really go. It's pretty open-ended if you ask me to have someone's body just disappear and then he doesn't show up. But they did that with a couple of other people throughout the saga, right? Obi-Wan just disappeared and Luke disappeared. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Me and Annie had a side conversation about uh, having a relationship with a Force ghost, uh, (laughs) Kylo Ren. Like a a whole-on sitcom series that could be, they could be used, doing on Disney+. Plus. (laughs) <laughs> It'd be good. Think of the wedding. You could have ghosts on one side. <laughs> um, that's hard. Forcing the ghost, around. The ghost, around. And, the ghost and Mrs. Muir. I don't know. <laughs> the ghost and Miss Skywalker. Yeah, there you go. Mm. I, I like that part at the end, by the way. I thought that was great. Is she, she like adopted? She dubbed herself Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, many cool. Titanic references in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite scene, <laughs> to bring it back around, uh, believe it or not, is speaking of that scene, um, having Ray do the little sled uh, down the sand. The little yeah. That was really cool. For old throwback. time's sake. I loved that weird old lady's weird camel thing. Oh yeah, like the tall, like the super tall camel. Yeah, yeah. where like didn't have a hump, it had like a concave stomach instead. <laughs> creepy. Weird. It looked like something you draw as a kid that like came out creepy. They're on Tatooine. Don't you think we would have seen this by now? This creature. <laughs> anyway. Maybe they got brought in from another planet. I did, I will say I didn't care much for those like 
war horse things that they rode across the ship. The I warthog, the warthog horses. What was the, oh, I love those. But what was, the, what's to be gained by riding horses that they just didn't know where they were? How they? Yeah, they're undetectable. Uh, so are all the horses dead now? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Right. Well. Question you're not supposed to ask, but yes, they killed the horses. Uh, the, the other thing I didn't love was all the Leia. I think that I still kind of wish, I don't know, I don't wish she had died in the last movie, but it just, I don't know, it's a little, it's not even Uncanny Valley. It's just like, it is, it's because you know, you can't not know. Right. That it's not really her while you're watching. Did it bother you, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I just I felt it like it was kind of forced. Um, forced a little bit. Forced. forced. <laughs> they used the force way too much on that one. <laughs> but uh, I did like that that little training uh, session they showed for uh, you know young Leia doing that. that oh yeah, cool. that was cool. So I wish they'd I do more that. of that, like throwback stuff, but. That, yeah. I think yeah. so. Annie and I, you and I were texting a little bit about this, and I, I think that Leia being CG, like entirely CG on this, is a lot of the reason that some of like the emotional impact didn't hit as hard as it could have, because people just know that there's no. It's really hard to separate your awareness that it's not a real person. Uh, right, well, the reason that this came up in the first place, um, Jeff and the listeners, was because I was remarking that I didn't really get emotional in this movie. I'm like kind of an overly emotional person. For instance, I cried at Olaf's Frozen Adventure the other day. Like I cry pretty easily, and it doesn't have to be a sad moment to make so me bad. cry. <laughs> yes, like. <laughs> A triumphant moment. Like, I was crying at Lost Frozen Adventure because they were asking about their traditions, and it was kind of, like, right. touching and cheesy. Like, I cried pretty easily at whatever. So to yeah. have, like, all the deaths in that movie and then have the, like, triumphant ending and stuff, it just didn't quite hit emotionally for me, and I'm not really sure why. It's not yeah. even really a complaint. It's just kind of strange. I'm not sure. Is it because they did it, it? They did it in such a fast pace. I did listen to one review, and they they hit the nail on the head. In my mind, if I had to take it down a notch, there was no quiet space in this movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't, you know, they did that. They went all in on Endgame. You notice it had a lot of quiet space time, and uh, that allows character development and that kind of stuff. And this one is just like, no, we don't have time. We got to move on to the next thing. You know. Yeah, it's and, uh, funny. I was just reading something earlier talking about how, like, when you listen to music, like, the the, the moments between the notes are just as important as the notes because otherwise it would just be, like, one unending sound. Right. So it's kind of like the same concept where you have all these notes, but there are very few, like, moments between betwixt them. We need, mm, we need, Dan, we need Dan to do his uh, movie uh, big wig producer voice. I can just picture him <laughs> with a cigar yeah, say, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey you over there go uh can we do some computer stuff with the the carrie fisher she's been dead for years now but <laughs> nobody will notice <laughs> oh and the dialogue to her dialogue like it i mean you could tell it it sounded to me i said it sounded like a pull to like a doll or something with sound bites less than like an actor actually saying dialogue i mean uh, for yeah. obvious reasons but <laughs> yeah i just think it's this all stems from that like you can't i i thought a lot about how could you get rid of her so sorry that's the wrong <laughs> an insensitive phrasing could you have allowed <laughs> her to be killed off in the second movie but i just don't think that there's any way to like get the kylo redemption without like tying it back to his family and I just don't know how else you would do it. I'm so excited to eventually watch them all in order, like all at once. Yeah. Just to see how they feel, like all in a row. Oh, guess who just pre ordered the box set today? <laughs> who? <laughs> who could it be? I don't know. Spoiler. <laughs> Porky yeah. asked a question. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's 
Best Buy rolled out their pre-order box set thing today. Um, oh, nice. It's interesting. Yeah. It's hard not to immediately spend Christmas money. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so I was going to ask everybody uh, what part of the movie you would change if you could change something. And my answer for that is, <clears throat> this rolls right into it, because my answer for that really is um, the Leia stuff. I would have probably... I don't know. I just would have had less of her speaking directly. Maybe have someone else be talking yeah. while she's maybe being weak that it makes more sense when she eventually like has to like use all the rest of her energy because maybe she's been losing her energy and that's been shown to us by the fact that she's not talking in the scene. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so what would uh, what would you change, Dan? What would I change? Um I don't know if I would say I would change it. I it's almost like I want an appendix where some of the things that were sort of unanswered from the first and second one, like you kind of get a little bit more context. Like how did Maz get a hold of Luke's lightsaber? Like she says that's a story for another time and then like Um that's actually revealed in like an EU thing. I can give you the like boring answer if you want to hear it. Uh no, I mean maybe offline. Okay, it's well. No, but, it's a quick answer. That's a story for another time. Have yes, you noticed that Ma sort of looks like Mitch McConnell? <laughs> that's why it's funny that she says that because the real explanation is just that she like bought it from a trader on Cloud City or something like that. It's a really boring explanation. Oh, I mean, oh, great. I'm glad I glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't be able to sleep tonight thinking about that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, just stuff like that. Like, it, it, they could have made like a four-hour movie, but True. you know, ultimately, what it comes down to is like, I just want more of it. Like, I wanted to see more of Ray and Kylo together. Um, those scenes are the best scenes in all of Star Wars, I think. Overall, like they're the most kind of complex and interesting. And I would have liked to have seen even more of them talking. I would have liked to see more. Ben after his redemption he had like one line after he was redeemed and it was just like ouch <laughs> yeah he really did have very few lines um so I think that that's probably what it is like I'm a I was never like that much of a Kylo fan until this movie and I just think he was so good at this yeah not, no, a, not a I see. <laughs> <laughs> how I see what you see yeah I mean, <laughs> except for without like the the sec, you know sexualization Goodness. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what would you change? I would give it more stakes. Um, I feel like they really like uh, w- wimped out of the stakes. You know, uh, it's like uh, it's almost S-T-A-K. like they reset everything. Yeah, yes, yeah, or stakes. You know, like uh, that w- the womp rat well, stakes. Those horse things got womp the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> But they, you know, even C3PO, I go, okay, they had, oh, okay, there's, they had to reboot C3PO. He didn't remember any of them. And this is, that's good. You know, there's going to be some stakes involved. And at the very end, they're like, oh, by the way, here's a backup copy. You're back. <laughs> like, what? I mean, give me some stakes. I mean, Kylo, if you think about it, Kylo's really, and the horses, Kylo and the horses are the only <laughs> ones that really lost their lives in this, uh, in this movie. I um, agree with you. Um, if I manage it, because first of all, that's one of the things that I thought was going to happen with Palpatine was I thought that he was going to like really kill Chewie and really kill maybe some other people in that big battle and really try to like get Ray angry and lose her temper. Yeah. And he never did. But I think part of the problem with that, and I was thinking about this during the movie is that it never feels like there's any real danger of Ray going to the dark side for me, because I'm thinking of like, Look at how Rey is portrayed in the theme parks. There's no way Disney would ever mm. have her turn dark or or anything like the, yeah. like now she's like the little girl's hero. I mean, there's right. no way it would be like Luke. You know, they just would right. just wouldn't be done. So uh, yeah, I think that affects the stakes. Also, is that you you know <laughs> that's a very meta sort of understanding of like how nothing can ever really matter. In these yeah. movies, right? Like nobody, <laughs> nobody important will ever die at a non-opportune time or anything because, like, 
Well, no, I don't think that's true. I think machinery like I really requires think that, it. I really thought that the, that Palpatine was maybe going to kill some of Ray's people, like maybe a main person. I genuinely thought that that could happen, but I knew that sure. Ray would not turn dark. But I'm just saying, like you can't like that. Yeah. And that's maybe where I mean, like you know, yeah. Iron Man. Spoiler alert for Avengers: Iron Man <laughs> dies, but like which but, like, dimension? Which uh, dimension did he die? Uh, like the seventeenth one, um, I, don't, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but like, because Iron. By the way, there are a lot of parallels between the end of Avengers and the end of this movie. Um, but you know, so Iron Man dies, but it's like a completely honorable death, and like somebody else is going to take up the suit. So like, the part they could have him walking around the park and just be like the you know Anthony Mackie version of Iron Man or whatever. Um, right. And then you have, uh, but but this like you, like the Game of Thrones problem is like real, right? Like, yeah, they made Daenerys like go real bad. No, spoiler alert for <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, she went like people named their daughters after her for right. like years, and she became like a genocidal maniac, and like <laughs> they got a lot of flack for that. Right, that's true. Um, so I, I think that I'm laughing at genocide again. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the second time you've laughed at my genocide <laughs> references. That's the second time I've referenced genocide. Um, <laughs> I just think it's like if you really think how it, you start things. Like yeah, exactly. You know, in uh, Spider-Man, in Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man. Home, like you knew that he wasn't gonna die in Avengers because he had another movie coming out. Yeah. Good you know, point. like, like there, there's just like because we, people are so aware of the apparatus now, like it does remove right. some of the stakes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Chewie's not going anywhere. I mean, I didn't think for even a moment that you know, oh, Chewie's dead. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, we got I got to go meet him in like I got a fast pass for him in like two days, so there's no way. <laughs> well, they could have like paused. They could have had that to be like a moment in time, though. Like, yeah, this is before the deaths of. <laughs> I don't know, but sure. maybe that's why that's that's why true. I didn't feel much emotional impact when uh, maybe somehow deep inside I knew he wasn't in that transporter. Well, like we Harry Potter, too. so Harry Potter has no problem killing people off. You know, it's uh, th- that last battle. Like I think there's, I don't know, there's like six people get get yes. offed. It was yeah, so funny in the last book. Spoilers. It was so funny in the last book because. Uh, <laughs> We had gone to a like book release party where we decorated like tote bags with puffy paint. My friend made like a Hedwig bag. Nice. <laughs> and then Hedwig like immediately died. Oh snap! She was like, "Oh my bag." <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, a lot of characters die in Harry Potter, but yeah. Well, um... that's the reality of war. Right. <laughs> Are we gonna get into that? Um, <laughs> the, I, oh, I do think that that's like sort of um, the freedom that somebody has like she wrote almost all of it pre-internet yeah so like the weight of expectation she can write whatever she wants and there was almost like no outside influence which makes it probably truer to what she was like envisioning yeah and I, you just you hear about the way that people talk about this movie and how like oh JJ like didn't like how Ryan Johnson did something so like there's things that are in it that are like designed to sort of remove what Ryan Johnson did and it's like this is too much we as fans have too much feedback on the process yeah yeah Walking Uh, Dead is a good example so you know they diverted off of the the um, comics, novel. Yeah, yeah, graphic novels, a long time ago. I mean, all those people survived <laughs> because the people became fans of them. So yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon. Um, well, does anyone have any final thoughts they want to add? I'm glad that we all enjoyed it. Well, the, I wanted to point out, and I think I tweeted about this, but uh, did you guys catch any p- potential spinoffs uh, from this movie? Besides the Force Ghost, Bob yeah, the comedy, <laughs> the Ghost in <laughs> Mrs. Skywalker, yeah, yes. all of that. <laughs> well, besides the, uh, well, Carrie Russell, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's the whole reason 
she was brought on, to be honest with you, because he only showed her eyes. Um, <laughs> That's fine with me. I love her, and the character was fun, so I totally be down. Well, it, it like set up this whole, like, wait, wait, you guys have a backstory? And so it's almost like, to me, it looked like a Disney Plus thing getting ready to happen. Well, and it, you could go either way. You could do, like, Young Poe stuff with her, or you could do, mm-hmm. like, what mm-hmm. she's up to now type stuff. Right. Young um, Poe, that sounds like a rapper or something. <laughs> yes, Young Poe. Sounds like R. a R. new R. character. They're adding <laughs> to Mulan. Um, and then there's Lando. Uh, and the, Lando with the girl. The from girl. The water planet. The horse girl. The horse well, girl. I the, just, the, ex, the ex stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, I, I put a generic uh, bullet point of just the stormtrooper deserter story, backstory. Yeah, and where did they get these warthog horses? Uh, you know, the, whole, <laughs> yes. the whole thing. Well, the deserter story. I mean, they're they kind of are like dealing with that a little bit in Mandalorian too. Oh, true. Um, I'm way behind on Mandalorian, so that's not really a spoiler. I don't think. Well, I know. I was I was being more preventative. <laughs> I will say nothing else. I might um, stay up just to watch the next one that's, that's left on a cliffhanger. The hype. Uh, the hype. Oh yeah kind of got me on that one but uh spinoffs what about babu frick or is he just gonna be Terry russell Ooh, that would be so amazing like a babu frick's like workshop like it's yeah. like american pickers but with babu frick <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um i wrote on here knights of ren kicking ass and taking names <laughs> whatever that looks like i loved them i thought they were cool yeah, cool. and I love when when Kylo was all me and my knights are going out. <laughs> See you later, Hawks. <laughs> Don't talk to me, Dad. <laughs> you have a problem, Hawks. <laughs> I sense you're uneasy. <laughs> we yeah, we didn't even talk about how fast they eliminated Hux, the Huckster. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't decide if I if I really think he would do that or not. Like the I believe that he would like do some of it, but the shooting the stormtroopers to save them seemed a little uh over the top to me. Yeah. But I mean ultimately I'm fine with it. He just hated Kylo so much. Yeah, but isn't there a better way? I mean he's the the friggin' general, can't he be like get out? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right. <laughs> Summon my tra- transport ship. I'm yeah, out of like, here. He can do whatever he wants. He could just say they're dead and let them sneak out. I don't know. Right. You've been relieved. He looks good, though. I mean, above all else. <laughs> I, I, challenged, I challenged the internet uh, to find it. So he's officially, well, this is a spoiler alert, people. If you haven't, Rise of the Resistance, apparently he's in that, in the ride. And he's in the um, Harry Potter um, Escape from Gringotts ride. So I was like, is this the first crossover where an actor is in both Disney and Universal I don't think that's allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Literally the yin and yang of of theme parks um anyway i thought that was interesting um i want to get through these bullet points real quick uh so did you guys catch the chewy getting the bravery medal um i uh the one that like the long overdue one yeah apparently there is a unresolved story this is another rabbit hole you can dive into and it's kind of vague on where this came from um Believe it or not, I thought it would just be something I could just pull up on Google and find the answer, but no, it's super vague. Um, uh, Maz Kanata uh, supposedly had it. Uh, the story goes, Han Solo like bought a drink at Maz's and gave him gave her the medal to pay for the drink. <laughs> this is one of those stupid stories that you hear about. Anyway, and then Moz has this medal and just gives it to him. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but <laughs> it's so stupid. Moz just like acquires things in somewhat boring ways. Yeah. 
Oh, I found this on the street. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a story it. for another time. That's a story I for another it time. On the seats of a train. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Don't know anything about it. <laughs> and this is a kind of, um, I don't know, uh, philosophical. But what happened to Broom Boy? Like, from. I assume uh, he's still out there. Right. You know, I wouldn't he be out the... there somewhere? I think that's so. the anybody can have the force kind of suggestion. Yeah. They killed off that whole concept, I guess, in general. But, uh, you know, I'd love to know his metachlorian count. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, I don't think they did kill off that concept, I, really. I agree. Just because of um, Pussy wants its fin. Fin's obviously force. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good point, yeah. And he was, that's not retcon. People have said that that's retconning, but he has talked about his, this feeling that he had from the very beginning. Really? Yeah, from okay. Last Jedi, like, or, uh, sorry, The Force Awakens. Like, they talk, yeah. he talks about, like, why he broke away. Like, he's like, I just had a feeling. Like, yeah, they did say that. So maybe all those stormtroopers are, uh, have, have, uh, The Force that left because they all said the same thing. Interesting. Well, to me, that's kind of how the, like, arc of the whole trilogy goes, where in the second movie, like, no one is attuned to the Force, if you will. Like, Ray, Luke, Finn, like, they're all off on these distracting side missions that, like, aren't in line with what they're really supposed to be doing and what their true, like, selves want to be doing. Because to me, that's what the Force is all about, is, like listening to your intuition not what you think you're supposed to be doing for some outcome you desire it's about just like following what feels like the right thing to do or whatever so like that's kind of how i see it in the last jedi's no one's like that in tune with the force in this movie is more about them getting back in tune with it so in that way that's how i feel like anybody can be force sensitive it's just a matter of like being able to tune into that like part of your intuition or whatever that's how I conceptualize before us if you wanted a philosophical discussion. Deep you are. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's a cool cool intuition on that. But um, the other bullet point I had was, and I don't know, Dan, you said you caught up on Mandalorian? I am caught uh, up, yeah. I don't think this is much of a spoiler, but they did a really interesting uh I don't know if you heard um, Annie, but they rolled out the Mandalorian a day before the movie came out. The the next the the their most recent episode. Okay, no, I did not hear. Yeah, so they they did that specifically for this one particular moment, and <laughs> Baby Yoda uses Force Heal, and it's the first time you see that happen and then it, immediately in the movie we're seeing it all over the place you know you know ray uses it and then mm -hmm. she yeah so that's an e, that's like an eu power though that that's a thing that like they had in like the old like like uh legacy stuff that like that if that's kid supposedly if got kid. yeah but they're i'm sure that they're borrowing from it that is an accepted jedi power is all i'm saying <laughs> that we just didn't ever see on screen I think it's funny that they felt the need to do that on Mandalorian because that feels intentional, right? <laughs> like, see, right? <laughs> Baby Yoda Maybe. does it too, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have anything else on your list, Jeff? That's it. I'm All done. Right. I'm spent. Well, uh, I'd like to end on uh, a fun note, and we're gonna do a Mad Lib real quick. So, <laughs> yes, of course. And we're doing it. Remember, this is not a fast cast podcast. So it's a relatively clean Mad Lib. It's like a PG Mad Lib, maybe. PG. Nipple. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Dan, hit me with an adjective, please. Broad. Broad. All right, and Jeff, I need an adverb. Lively. Okay, I'm gonna do a now. I'm looking at the one where I don't know what's happening either, so I can also catch this. So now is this a Star Wars Mad Lib? I got Star Wars, is, Star Wars yes. Mad Libs in in from my gift last night. <laughs> You're kidding? That's awesome. No. Now I need a noun. I'm gonna say surfboard. 
Surfboard. All right, Dan, I need a verb ending in ing. Um, fishing. Fishing. All right, Jeff, I also need a verb ending in ing. Wishing. Oh, rhymes. Okay, I'm going to do an adjective. I'm going to say, um, let's see, tanned. All right, Dan, I need an adjective. Um, smelly. A classic. Yeah. All right, Jeff, adjective. I'm going to go with. Blustery. Oh. And the Winnie the Pooh vibes. Right. <laughs> A number I'm going to say. Um, no, I don't want to say an inappropriate number, but I guess I oughtn't. <laughs> um, we'll, go with, we'll go with 1,000. Okay. Limping out on my number. All right, Dan, give me a noun. <laughs> microphone. Microphone. All right, Jeff, I need a part of the body. All right. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Spleen. Okay, um, I'm going to do a noun. So I'm going to say yeah, something weird. Uh, what is a weird noun? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, a noun, please. Mouse. Mouse. All right, Jeff. Adjective. Um. Surly. All right, we're supposed to repeat the last noun. So mouse again. Again, I'm gonna do part of the body. Let's say, I'll say, um, sacroiliac. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Dan, a plural noun to, to end us off. Um, boomerangs. <laughs> Not just one. Multiple boomerangs. All right. Are you ready to hear the Jabba's Palace Mad Lib? If you have more than one boomerang, do they need to actually return? <laughs> you get them all going in a never-ending circle. All right. Jabba's Palace by the Mickey Dudes. If you ever find yourself on the remote and broad planet Tatooine, <laughs> you'll notice pretty lively that there's that there's not much in the way of entertainment unless you happen to wander into Jabba the Hutt's surfboard. <laughs> At any time of day or night, the band is fishing and someone is wishing to the sound of tanned music. <laughs> but these smelly performers don't want to be there they're all captives of the blustery drooling slimy 1000 pound slumlord Jabba the microphone <laughs> <laughs> who rules tattooing with an iron spleen <laughs> if anyone tries to escape the guests can watch another one of Jabba's favorite forms of entertainment Dropping the unlucky honey into the mouse pit. <laughs> 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 no one ever comes out surly from the mouse pit. <laughs> 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 On second thought, the next time you visit Tatooine, don't set sacroiliac near Jabba's palace. The smell of Jabba alone should be enough to keep you light boomerangs away. <laughs> classic. Just an absolute ridiculous, wasn't classic. It? <laughs> yeah. I remember being so amused by Mad Libs when I was a kid. Man. 
Love those I mean, things. I was giggling pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> Funny. Right or wrong. <laughs> I will not apologize. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'll uh, take this moment to end our Star Wars discussion. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter at The Mickey Dudes. You can find us on Facebook. Just search The Mickey Dudes. You can find us on Instagram at The Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find us all over the ding dang place. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me anywhere on DJ Phobe, that's DJ P H O B. Dan, where can they find you? Um, you can find me in Marceline, Missouri. Um, <laughs> uh, at Beefy Disney is my uh, is my Twitter. Okay, and Jeff, how about you? I'm at BrainDud92 on Twitter, and I'm currently formulating a new website called uh, www.jeffsironspleen.com. <laughs> Well, on that note, thanks for listening and have a Star Warsy day. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. You're trying to come on to somebody. Beautiful. All right, then. Well, Dan, how do you feel about your first show? Were you nervous? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I forgot that I was recording for a little while, but. <laughs> I thought you were so nervous. I was so nervous. <laughs> like shaking when we started probably oh my god it's happening again oh i wanted you to say i, I wanted to say tan music does that mean r&b but i <laughs> oh I, god i couldn't you mean people of color music <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm going <laughs> nice talking to you guys talk to you later <laughs> all right bye 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 guys thanks bye.